What's up, people? What's good? This is episode 132. That guy looks like Theo Brunner. We're going to find out. The episode starts right now. Holy shit, loud enough, huh? <laughs> hey, what's up, people? This is episode 132. This is the Option Podcast. I am Jason DeBeas. This man across from me is Lord Theo Brunner. Dude, we got to keep repeating that name until until it sticks. Until, we, yeah, we, yeah. We, yeah, we, that is, come on. <laughs> you know, we got, we got nicknames for everybody. I got personal nicknames for everybody, which I could get uh, further into the podcast. How you doing, man? Pretty good, pretty good. Just came from, as you know, a USA practice, so I'm a little bit sweaty, sweating up the room right now, but uh, everything's good. Yeah, got two daughters, um, so busy with that, busy with volleyball. Life is good right now. Dude, life is good right now. Um, yeah. So how was practice? Oh, it was good. It was good. Um, yeah, we go like a three-team practice. It's Try Trevor, Taylor Taylor, and me and Kame. Uh, Richie Lamborn running it, so just go through a bunch of like high rep, high volume drills. Uh, it's great. Yeah. Nice. Hey, look at that thing just popped up. I like that. <laughs> the icon, <laughs> the whole thing that we were working on the first ten okay, minutes. Okay, okay. So, where are you in came right now with points? Uh, so, I mean, in terms of the U.S., we're number two, and I think if we get a fifth or better in this upcoming one, we'll be number one actually, uh, which is crazy. So we're benefiting from uh, Phil and Jake. Uh, not Jake anymore because they didn't have that many points, but uh, but Phil retiring for sure. Right. So, uh, yeah. And then for international, I think Kame and I are somewhere between like 20 and 24. Um, but we're in a really good spot because our last finishes were good. Um, but now with a new point system, like it's tricky. But but we don't have to play the qualifier of these first couple international events. Right. Which is huge. So because that, that qualifier is going to be deadly. It's going to so, be gnarly, dude. Super gnarly. Yeah. yeah. Um. Where are you? I, I mean, on the world scene, you're you're twenty something. Where are you for U.S. teams right now? It's I mean, uh, again with Phil uh, for the not, international not ranking. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I mean, yeah, we're number two in the U.S. as a team. Right. Who who so, is one or would be one? Try and Trevor. Oh yeah, number Jesus. one. Um, yeah. Then us, and I think we would have been tied, to my knowledge, if Jake and Taylor would have sticked together. But now Taylor's playing with Taylor Sander who doesn't have a lot of points. So they're like five or something. Um, after that, it might be might be Chase and Troy. Troy Field, Chase Budinger, maybe Nick and Andy. I'm not sure who's ahead of Nick and Andy or Taylor Taylor. Right. But, so they're um, like four or five. And Billy and um, and Stafford are playing together again. Is Stafford playing again this year? I think Stafford retired two yeah. years ago, perhaps, or a year ago. He didn't play last year. So he's doing like medical device sales something okay. like that in san diego good so he has a real job so but we we message once in a while he talks a bunch of shit so it's pleasurable such a likable guy though too stafford yeah he's a great yeah. guy great guy so i remember um what was it your first avp was billy allen right no i played with uh nick lucena for my first oh that's was right kind of a half season the first year they came back um and yeah, we and we finished that season on a win actually, and made like three finals, I think. So, so that was real good. Yeah. 
It was so, a, a good way to come out for sure. But yeah, in retrospect, it was like, damn, Nick was carrying me pretty hard. <laughs> like, right. He was playing at a really high level back then. Yeah. Forgive me. I'm coming out of the block kind of awkward because I'm trying to um, do the fan questions oh, yeah, and yeah. at the same time. But you know what? Fuck it. Let's just start. I want to start with a fan question and then we can we can spin off of that. This is question How number much? one. Who is Theo Brenner? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Given Conor the, McGregor, the freaking, right? The freaking AV- <laughs> AVP literally has never posted me and came in like a photo of anything. And you guys, so and you guys like, are no, no conceivably first in points. Yeah, but we're also the most boring <laughs> team on tour. So that's well, not on the court. Uh, look, there, there, there's a lot of people that do shit off the court that were, that, yeah, uh, yeah, I yeah. mean, some to, some to a point where they leave themselves hanging out to dry. I mean, but, but there's nothing unexciting about watching Kane play. Like, um, oh, yeah, for sure. Good, because I'm going to ask this question, and, and it's going to freaking spill over to a whole bunch of things. So th- this fan question was, um, how does it feel to have a partner where you don't have to deal with your partner? Uh, awesome. Because <laughs> I've played with a lot of people where I did have to deal with my partner. Um, so, yeah, playing with Kame, it's like it's, a, it's, a, it's like a whole different dynamic. Because I've played with a lot of like strong uh, elderly curmudgeons type thing so it was always like trying not to have them be too mad at me and all this stuff and and now me and Kame are so nice with each other that we almost have to like create a little bit new personas for each other and like so if something's not getting done then one of us has to like be the asshole to the other so so we're, we're trying to deal with it but it, but it's awesome having like a no drama and I think that was one of our best attributes last year is like when things weren't going well on the court we just had a really like we've been around the block we're good communicators at least like you know in timeouts, all that stuff, not on the court. I'm dead silent on the court, but, uh, but yeah, so we were just always able to like work things out and come up with a better plan and change on the fly. Um, and that's because like, we were never like mad at each other that often. So whereas in the past it'd be like, you know, like Johnny Hyden get all pissed. I like missed an on two or something and be like, what the? And, then, and then it'd be like, okay, I guess we're that's, just not going to talk dude, for the rest what of the keeps match. Like, going, right? <laughs> yeah. For some people it, it works. It, like it works for John. Like Todd was real ragey and it worked for him. Like some people just like are good in that mode. Um, I'm not, if I get really mad, I'll be a little bit good, but then I'll be bad after that. So well, I gotta say, I gotta say even keeled. Well, for me, I would suggest that ragey does work, but, um, you don't see a lot of people where ragey is sustainable. Yeah. Like setting yourself up for the long game, you have to have a ton of grit and determination or yeah. just be this, this special kind of person where, like you said, with Hayden, it's him and and, and it might be him or one, two, one or two other people. So so having that, um, you kind of burn, uh, sooner or later you self-consume, you, like, a, like a damn phoenix. You just, you just burn yourself from the inside out and yeah. then... And then, I, I mean, there's so many ways I can go, so many colors that, that we can go. But um, I'll give you an example where I'll, I'll substitute Reggie with emotionally high. Mm-hmm. Uh, Fallon for Norma Wanna. Mm-hmm. Starts high, stays high. At the end of the game, she's still whatever. Now, us, me as a coach um, and as a former player, what I learned is that for every five points you get on the high, you're probably going to give up eight or nine on the low. So you got to make yeah. sure... Um, what we call a big waves crash, right? Small waves, yeah. you just, your, your body, you're above water, you just float on top of it. But big waves crash or big waves crash on you. So um, so for Fallon, she's a unicorn and we want to take her to the lab 
an examiner, <laughs> examine yeah, yeah. her and, and try to figure what that's all about. So, so there's that as far as emotionally high, but, yeah. but with this certain thing where like every play is like the, um, to a partner who's easygoing is like the end of the world. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> no. Yeah. Um, I don't think, I think that's yeah. not the best way to play it. Yeah. And, and just like you said, there are a few unicorns who are able to maintain just like a super high level of emotion and energy for a whole match. But Beach is just, it's too much of a marathon. Like, you can get away with that indoor because, like, it's a little more, like, meat-heady. Like, you're just kind of jumping high, hitting real hard, like, stuff like that. So if you're super jacked up, it's awesome. But, man, if it's windy and you're getting every serve and it's hot out and you're trying to be super jacked up every play, then all of a sudden you're going to end up a little bit tired or mm -hmm. maybe be stuck off the net, hit a ball hard, make some errors. And then all of a sudden you're like, oh, what do I do? Do I, do I push even harder right now? Mm. When the answer is like to maybe calm down and like stay behind the ball, move it around, that type of stuff. So that's actually, that's actually something I used to struggle with a lot is like, I would always just try and like run in, jump as high as I could and kind of OT people. Um, and then uh, actually this last two years, I'm working with Scott Davenport, like my vision's got way better. So now like a lot of times if I'm struggling, I'm like, all right, chill out, stop trying to like jump over this blocker and just take a look at the D, do a chip shot around. They're not gonna be ready for it. Like, and that actually made a big difference in my game in the last two years, so. And Scott's a good, well, Scott's a good coach too, He's a right? great coach, yeah. great coach, yeah. Scott, um, Scott's got a lot of good Jedis too. Like yesterday, I told you I had someone on the podcast, Ashley Clark. Mm -hmm. Ash, um, um, Scott was her coach when she came up as a player. Hmm. Um, I, I don't know if it was like the high school scene or, or the college scene or whatever, but okay. it was you know pretty cool to see her have the same coaching style, um, which we're going to talk about different because coaching styles you really have to gear. You really have to do that for women's and men sometimes a little bit differently, right? Like there, there's some girls you could talk to like dudes with long hair. And if on the beat scene, probably less is more because you only have to deal with those two people. And you're yeah. like, I, I can get away with that. We're like in sixes. You know what I'm saying? If everyone's not down with that, it could be implosive. So, yeah. Meaning, um, I guess on a general level, indoor women's volleyball sisterhood. Um, uh, they, they perform by, by picking each other up where guys is more like leadership through performance. Like you can, you can tell, like you can, you could curse out a guy and he's just like, all right, let's go. You yeah. know, and everyone yeah. follows that person. So there is a psychology and there's mm -hmm. a shitload of studies around me and John Mayer. I had, I had a um, great conversation with him on that. Cause he, he cites studies that I, that I hope he vets, <laughs> um, whatever, but, I hope so but, too. um, yeah, <laughs> cause it's, it's my least favorite thing, Theo. <laughs> study show and i'm like you didn't fucking see the study dude what, what was the study? yeah i mean what was the study about they're gonna, they're gonna probably in 95 percent of cases show something different mm -hmm. in 10 years or whatever when someone else does the study so yeah i mean but think about it like if someone says does a study on like midline passing and from men men's volleyball but the studies on women's volleyball right and it's like is it d1 no it's a d2 school is it a yeah. was it an 18 person roster no it was nine was the study um four weeks no it was two and i'm just like yeah beach study yeah. show <laughs> i'm not a big fan when when people cite like oh you didn't see the the one study from this one country they did on this one thing and i'm just like all right well that wouldn't fly in the science world so like i don't know why we're treating it like it's gospel for this like i agree um i had Theo on the podcast when we were talking about Cancun a little bit. Um, you remember the conditions in Cancun, at least for one or two of the tournaments. The that was wind, crazy. Yeah. It was savage. Yeah. Dude, it was brutal. B, it sure. put the BR in brutal. And I asked him because he made it look so easy. 
That was just my sets. He made <laughs> Well, shit. Next question. Beautiful barbecue. <laughs> <laughs> no, but I asked him, was it as easy as you made it look? And he said, hell no. Yeah. It was absolute hell. Um, so your thoughts, just take take me back to maybe, oh, it was three weeks in a row. Take me back to on, on some of the memories and some of the, some of the obstacles that you had to conquer. Um, to, to be productive against these these world class teams where the margin yeah. for error, you know, I mean, right? There's the other variable, right? The, I mean, by that, the way, yeah. they're monsters, and you know, they're people I don't get to play all the time. But go ahead. I mean, that was tough. That was super tough, especially the first tournament me and Kane played together was in Doha, and we we lost a game that like probably after the first set the Vegas odds were like 95% in our favor and even into the second set. And then we somehow lost it. Like they made crazy plays. I didn't play that great that game. We lost first round of the quality. So going into Cancun, we were just like, all right, like we got to do this. And then we get like some grenades in the quality. We, we had to play Sweden first round. You know, those, the jump setting phenoms yeah. who are now like going to be a top team. Like, yeah, they're, they're looking like, good, man. Shoot. They're and they were really coming off good. like a ninth. Um, so we just kind of like, found found our mojo gritted it out so we beat them beat a really good oh we had to play Chile to get in who was a great team uh, although they ended up kind of struggling a bit that year um but man yeah it was just it was just wind ball so it was just like hey we're we're not playing volleyball we're playing this other sport that we play in the wind where like you're basically always gonna try and pass it like here we're not gonna let the wind affect the ball and we're just running like up and down sets all day we're bump setting we're not hand setting because it just floats away um and we got it going yeah and uh yeah man and it's still like i think we could have done better but like in retrospect we were definitely happy with that whole experience just first of all getting to play international volleyball during the pandemic and everything was awesome being in that quarantine um but yeah, shoot. And there was a lot of good matches there too. Like we had one game against Alison and Alvaro where we started down 0-5 in the third set and we somehow won 16-14 and everybody was dying, especially Alison because he's the mammoth. So between every point, he's just hanging his head, oh, just drenched in sweat. So Boy, that was a crazy comeback. Yeah, muscles need um, oxygen, dude. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, and in those windy tournaments, like you just, you get down big and you're like, whatever. They can make five errors right now too, so... And actually, I, I wish there was more of that in the beach game. Like, we're always playing in parking lots on, like, hard-packed sand. So it's, like, indoor volleyball. And it's, so everyone's just hammering. But, like, once you get into those conditions, yeah, all of a sudden, you got to be a really good setter. you got to be a really good side-out player. So all of a sudden, these teams that always do really well, we're sucking. Yeah, so, and, and I think it's better. Like, because I think that's the beauty of the beach game is just, like, the variety of skills you have to have. So with more conditions, you need more skills. And you can't just be a one-trick pony. So I loved it. Yeah, I'm, and for me, uh, I, I guess as as a being a professional, right? Be who you are. Practice. I mean, you have all all this time uh, of the year, you, um, and a lot of the people, particularly in the American scene, people that move here to train. If you move here to train here, then fucking train here. That means train in the afternoon where there's windy conditions. Yeah. Uh, Casey Patterson, I talked to him. He's like, I never call it. You know, when 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 the wind gets too bad or whatever, yeah. and this and that, and. Like the other, this, this is the the thing you're gonna like. The other team's playing in the same fucking conditions, right? Yeah. You got the Norwegians. That that I mean, they don't they come to the tournament. They don't even have a fucking tan. All right, so yeah. <laughs> so so it's one of those things where you accept it, 
like you said, you accept it. It's gnarly. Um, and am I going to be the pl- the player that functions in the win? Or that where some of my fundamentals yeah. excel, excel on a win. I think, I think you're a very good blocker in a win because I think you have this realization. All right, this this by the time this guy gets his set, it's going to yeah. be behind his head, and now, you know, I got to yeah, make sure yeah. I, 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 I protect. I think defense in general in the wind, mm-hmm. you got to kind of. It's a lot more just like reading the situation because, like, if you just think about when you're on offense you're constantly getting thrust into like certain shots just because the ball is blowing. So, you know, if it's an inside set and then it's blowing out and you're stuck here, all of a sudden, like no matter what the block was, like this isn't a good hit for them unless they do like a crappy hit over no. here. So it's going to be that. So just having the confidence like as a defender and a blocker, even if I'm on, if I'm supposed to block here, wind's going this way, I got to know and reach my hands back. So you got to be a little more free form in the wind for sure. Yeah. So. I also the thing I also got from Cancun is that st- styles make matchups. Like there, there's always going to be matches that are interesting. Like K- Qatar and, and um, the Norwegians playing each other two finals in a row. That was interesting to me because even though the Norwegians were the heavy favorite, stylistically, if the, if yeah. the Norwegians aren't careful, they they lose that game. Right. Dude, in fact, we, the yeah. first one was twenty one nineteen twenty two twenty. So they were um, close, yeah. And freaking yeah, dude, we we were feeling so good that first tournament, and we're just like, oh, we're rolling, we're gonna make it. Like as long as we don't play like whatever Norway, but we were still yeah. whatever feeling good. Um, and we we ran into Qatar for our seventeenth. They were third in their pool, mm-hmm. and we're just like, okay, like Qatar, whatever. They didn't look that that good in the wind in the video, and like we literally called a timeout when it was it wasn't a huge lead, but it was like seven four in the first set, and we're just like, dude, like these guys are playing amazing like, <laughs> like they're gonna they're gonna chill out and then of course they didn't chill out for the next like five months i mean they were the best team in the world until the olympics right yeah uh, in terms of finishes um because they were like it was so windy and they were just crushing balls like throwing it up on the net and just hammering straight down we're just like what the hell is going on so <laughs> just kind of like vandyvel the 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 Dutch guy, when we saw him play Nick and Phil, and that some people the wind apparently doesn't affect because this guy was just bouncing back and forth on Phil Dalhauser in like whatever 25 mile an hour winds. And we're just like, what the hell is going on? Yeah, so, how did man, how did you? But that was that? an unfortunate matchup for us, uh, Qatar, that we yeah. had no idea they were about to go off. So I think, well, at this point, you, we can no longer consider them an underrated team, right? Oh. We, um, you, I mean, Sharif is the one that's more animated. Um, he's he's Man, people but... friendly. His English his English is is on point. He was on the podcast actually. He was on. Okay. Um, yeah, his next we actually guy. talked for like an hour and fifteen minutes. Okay. And t- talked about this and that, but. Dude, but I think the bit like Sher- Sheriff's always been good. But Ahmed. But man, he, he it was his like he emerged last year, and everyone's just like shoot, like like he's got everything on offense too. He's got a cannon. He's got vision. He's got shots. Nasty pokey. His like, trans game is nasty. Oh, so nasty. His trans game is nasty. I dude. love his arm swing. It's like such a thing of beauty. Um, but yeah, I think people started serving Sharif after. Everyone was serving Ahmed because he's like the weaker guy. He was up and down. And then last year, they just kept winning. And everyone's like, all right, let's just go back to <laughs> Sharif. So yeah. and it's funny how that works on the beach. It's like everyone just like. It's almost you find one weakness, everyone sees it on video, and then everyone yeah. does it. So like, well, to me, so everyone's serving one guy, and then the yeah. entire world serves a different guy all of a sudden. Yeah, but there, same I, with like Mole. Like Mole was a little bit injured last year. So everyone's like, serving Sorum. Really serve Sorum's him. like Sorum's like one of the most. It's kind of like Jake Gibbish. Like 
he's like very non-threatening in the way he hits. Like he can hammer that angle, like wrist away float hit. Um, but you're like, oh, like I'm so close, I get him. But like over time, he's just so steady. Um, but then Mole was a little bit maybe at his hip or knee or something going on. And then everyone's like, ooh, like, look how tired Mole's getting. Like, let's just serve him every ball. And then they had a couple, like, real bad tournaments. And yeah, he didn't, like, Did he didn't even play the Norway? third Cancun, right? Yeah. The third Literally, Cancun, he sat out. He sat out, yeah. Mm. But Kane's like, oh, dude, like, you just got to figure out. Like, we all figure it out. You just got to serve Mole every single ball. I'm like, I'm pretty sure he's injured a little bit. But uh, I don't think it's that simple. And yeah. People served him in the Olympics, too, and that didn't go well for everybody else. I think it's also about um, what a lot of people are missing, too, is it's about clientele. Right. Like yeah. if um, I remember watching an old match, Bruno and Alisson playing on um, Phil and Todd. And they serve Phil every ball. It was and Phil and Nick it when was, they got together. Well, it, was, it might have been Phil and Todd because it was an older match. It was um, no, it was Phil and Nick because okay. it was it was after, it was definitely after 2008. And I don't know how long Phil and Phil and, and Todd. I think Alisson and Bruno got together in. Well, definitely beat Bayer like before 2016. Right. 2014. But I do remember them serving Phil every ball. And like the first few plays, it just didn't look like a good idea. Just. But then something happened. And then all of a sudden you're getting touches. And then Phil's wrist away just as just like just out. And then they win the first set by two. And then the next set they won by like nine. Hmm. Uh, and it was it was a game plan that in the beginning didn't look like the best idea in the world and, yeah. and, and you got the um the south african commentators like yeah i don't i don't understand this you know it's, they're gonna have to have a different a different strategy if they're yeah, going to yeah. do it this way um and boom 2-0 yeah. so so i guess serving sharif is probably the better idea over ahmed but it is about clientele like if it's you and chain came i think you block lefties really well you know, uh, long arm yeah, lefties yeah. really well. You 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 line up against their whatever, and sometimes lefties are the worst. Even at the high level, they need the specific set. Sharif does not, but um, yeah, if if it's you and Kane, you work Sharif. You work yeah. Sharif. Yeah. Ahmed is one of those guys, and I, and and we could talk about Kane in this in this in the, in the same sentence to, uh, on how he's coming into this summer. When he gets a dig, the fans are on the edge of their seat because they're like get it's coming get ready and what is it and i'm excited about it um you could say that a little bit about taylor taylor's got a nasty transition game as far as american players are concerned um yeah. but i could say that about kane when kane gets a dig and yeah. of course oh like, yeah let's not forget one of the best setters in the, one of the best big man setters in the tournament okay you might be the first person that ever said that so i'm the only one that thinks that so yeah <laughs> well the people are haters i mean i i like how many people would have Ahmed in their top five world defenders, unless they, they're mentioned in the conversation. Recently, yeah, yeah, yeah. you know, I mean, recently everyone started getting on board because I was willing to tell yeah. everyone who would listen. And that episode, well, man, with, and that episode with Sharif, yeah. I'm, I'm, the live version was like 11,000 views. Not, yeah. not the, the, the edit was like 30,000. Yeah. So, um, yeah. But I have him, I have him on the world scene only behind Christian Storm. I got him. I got Christian. Christian's interesting, though. Yeah. Like, okay, big fan of his. Fucking freaking amazing. Yeah. Um, but it's hard to tell with Mole up there. Like, you put him with a normal guy, and mm -hmm. he's still going to be a really good defender. I'm not saying he's not a really good defender. But is he that good? Like, it's the same thing, like, like with Todd. Like, it's like, all right, he's really, really good. 
But is he like the best with the best blocker by far in front? Like, right. Well, Todd's a different situation because under no circumstances, right, anyone serve Phil. Like, to, in order for Todd to win the goal, he had to be a side out machine, and he and was. He was. So Good that God. that yeah. that kind kind of came into play. And then you're right on those real points. You got Phil getting an ace. You got Phil. Sometimes I remember that one game they were down six zero, and he got like like eight blocks or some crazy yeah. shit and you and you totally forgot he was down yeah. six zero zero game three so he can take over a game just like maul yeah um yeah but with maul being hurt i gotta i mean and them being the best team in the world you he's you can make an, an argument them amid's better but nobody would cry if someone put sorma on that list ahead of him right nobody there wouldn't be like you know, it's like Kobe. Check, uh, it's like Kobe and LeBron, right? Yeah, like yeah. Uh, either way, nobody's you know, as long as MJ's Ooh, wait, first. Wait, 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 wait. <laughs> I think Guto might be better than all of them. Yeah. Well, Guto is as, as a defender. No, but my Dude, top five defenders, Guto's top five. He's so good. I have, I have. Um, and it's so hard to. Tell, I have like, Christian. I have Ahmed. I have Lupo, and then I have Lupo's Guto, and then fifth. You you can tie that up with between Taylor Crab, Al, Al, Alvaro, you gotta and, have um, the, uh, and Bruno. Okay, I always I still don't know which name is which. Perusic, Schweiner, the defender blocker. Oh, the that checks. defender is. Yeah. I think he belongs up in that top five. He's, Did they they won Doha legit. right? They've won a couple tournaments. They got second in the the whatever the World Tour finals. Okay. Um, He's he's legit. And Cancun, he he played unbelievable defense that whole tournament. They're really good coaching too. Yeah, yeah. But. Talk talk to me about um and Kane. Yeah. Kane's number 6. No, Kane is <laughs> No, but I'm saying Kane is Kane is into that conversation as far as level of excitement. When he gets a dig, He's you always terminal. feel yeah. like but that's what I'm saying. Yeah. You guys don't feel it cuz you're fucking playing the game. You're yeah. just trying to find a way to win the game and score points. But I'm saying from someone like me who's a coach and also the fanboy in me, when he gets a dig, I'm like Yeah. Right? And then then you're like and you're yeah, either, and then you're either like, oh, or you're like, yeah. yes. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe that's how you feel as a center. Yeah. So you're like this, and you're like, uh, on, cut, cut, cut over, cut over. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Talk to me about Scott. Uh, um, as far as style of coaching, is he an old school guy or is he a positive reinforcement guy? Um, we had a great conversation that I'll tell you later, but I'd, I'd like you to see answer that question first. Uh. He's more like a matter-of-fact realist type guy, I would say. Um, he's very like... <laughs> Old school then. <laughs> yeah, kidding, but I'm there's kidding. no element like... Like he's not just making you blindly like whatever, hit five balls over the net without taping or you have to do it again. Like nothing like that. It's all like his whole side-out system, setting system, defense. Like anything you ask him basically, he has like a long explanation for which I love. That's why I like Scott is because like if I get a coach that just gives me kind of platitudes and stuff when I ask a question, I'm like, uh, well, what do you think about this? I just watched a bunch of video on these guys and I'm seeing this and then you get another platitude. It's like, all right, like I don't like this. But Scott, you know, we'll have a conversation. We'll talk. We definitely don't always agree on things. But uh, but that's why I like Scott is because he's yeah. real cerebral about everything and we talk. Yeah. Well, yeah, look, teaching moments, especially in practice, especially in preseason, are important. And when you have someone you have that good professional relationship yeah. um, with um, uh, is, is the um, recipe for yeah. success. With that being said, I really like that neither style um, exists or, or um, success 
uh, does not exist with only one exclusive. Oh, like no. if you like as an indoor player, I was just I had um, Wendy on the podcast yesterday and I had um, my indoor girl, Ashley, who's again, one of Scott's Jedi's. And I said, 2004 Olympics, men's indoor. It's been the same, uh, predominantly the same four teams. USA, Brazil, Italy, and Russia. Three out of four of those teams have old school coaches. <laughs> three out of four of those teams are not doing positive reinforcement. And three out of four of those teams are, 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 are in there at the end. So I there's always this argument about what works better and this and that. And I think we talked about it in the beginning. We, we can definitely testify to what has better longevity. Right. Like, I mean, how many yeah. how many of these people just burn out? Right. Like Reed, Reed wound up being in fifth, five Olympics because of the different style of coaching. And and that was to me, that's amazing because they train like assholes. We, I mean, indoor player, we train like idiots, dude. We, we the, I mean, the landing and, and we just yeah, the things we do to our body. I mean, yeah, I don't know what they're sure. doing now. And I hope and I hope science caught up to what what you, you see guys my age walking around limping around on the beach yeah. like come on theo yeah, yeah. i could take you <laughs> I could, right because everyone can take theo that's how they that's yeah. how they feel about you but um yeah i really i think like i know scott and i talk to him and we're not fishing buddies but there's always this heightened level of respect that comes with mentioning the guy's name that you know i just I, maybe i'll have him on a podcast and i could talk to him a little bit about, about that'd be a fun one uh, that yeah. would be dude that would well, yeah, he better pack a lunch. That that would be like three hours, you know. Good. Just got to give him a whiskey. He'll be on. So that's it. There's a bottle behind you. I mean, <laughs> I don't know if he likes vodka, but but I had um Mark Fornicari. If you you know the Pottstown Rumble, yeah, uh, Pennsylvania, yeah. he finished second um, with okay. Nolan Albrecht, and he came in the podcast. And that that vodka bottle behind you. Actually, I'm gonna just camera in on that. Where is it? Actually, I'll just go on my fourth camera and do that. That bought, yeah, we we finished that whole damn thing. We went two hours, we went two hours and fifty minutes, oh <laughs> and somehow, some way, like Joe Rogan speech, style, huh? Yeah, <laughs> but you know what the difference is like when you have old school guys like him. I'm gonna just, I'm gonna just camera in on that. Boom, there it is. Zoom in on that. There's that bottle. There's an empty bottle. Have you seen her? There it is. So. When, but when you have guys like that who are used to drinking vodka and whiskey and whatever, the conversation is not stupid. Rogan, right? He he can do the whole podcast high. Why? Because he's he's always he's yeah, he's yeah. he's he's, an, he's what you call an avid weed smoker. Yeah. <laughs> so so, all right, let's get that back on. Ooh, icon. <laughs> and let's get you back on that. So here's the other fan question because I've been getting text these things. Um. Um, there are a lot of new teams in the AVP. Is there is there a, a team you'd like to highlight? Um, as far as a fun team you'd like to go against, but also it's a team that's in, that you find interesting that's that's going to um, hit the hit the tour of the scene this year. Ooh, I mean, like a new up and coming team. I don't well, a new team that's been training over the winter. I'll give you an example. I mean, like, like I think Drosten Baranek, right? Did they have a little handshake deal? Who's, who's oh Baranek? yeah, uh, yeah. Dr- yeah, Avery and Eric. Uh, I think I think they're playing against. Yeah. I, I cannot confirm that. Well, um, that's Avery was on the podcast, but, uh, and, last, and last to to the last of my knowledge, they were. But but it seemed like it seemed like they had a good little mojo going at the end of last year. Um, yeah, because I think Avery's like, dude. He yeah. From when I used to play, like I used to play with him in the summers when I went to college in Santa Barbara because he was up there, maybe at Claremont or whatever. But uh, right, I thought he was like 
like nice guy and everything. I was like, this guy will never be good at beach. And man, did he prove me wrong. So like, and we're, we're good buddies. Um, so he's always been like a fighter, had to work so hard to stay in the main draw. I'm always so impressed. He's never afraid to grind in the qualifier. Um, and then Eric too, was just a grinder. Um, and it didn't go real well for him and Troy. Uh, well, I, don't, I don't know what exactly it was. They're friends. Um, that's, that's what yeah they're friends and yeah whatever but uh but i think avery and eric kind of they have a good mojo they're both grinders they're both enthusiastic so i think they i think they could do some damage actually so they'll be yeah. an interesting team to watch that's my new interesting team too um yeah the taylors will be interesting obviously taylor and taylor yeah um i actually saw the sand cast there were like eight of them on there drinking whiskey and and um yeah uh Am I going to be hater Jay today? Yeah, fuck it. That was painful. <laughs> it was look, look they look they had a good time. I've I'm never not... watched any of those shows. Like yeah. the Sandcast, I was on it. I think I yeah. never watched it, but uh, yeah, I never watched yeah, the whiskey with Nick the crabs. Lucena. I'm just, just knowing Nick would be interesting. It was to Nick. Me. It was Taylor. It was Try. It was Trevor. Uh, Travis Mirwitter. There were like six of them, and they're just just down in the whiskey, yeah. and. I think for them, because Travis said it was the best hour and 20 minutes he had in such a long time. And I think for them, you know, with the inside jokes and shit like that, and for the people on the outside looking in, um, there's a differentiation, right? Yeah. It's like John Malkovich. Uh, I, I don't know if you're in a film or theater. Like, I've seen him in plays that his performance was amazing, but he ruined the whole... F he really... His yeah. performance ruined the whole fucking play, <laughs> uh, uh, collectively. And you, you, we could probably think of movies like that, too, where someone's performance were um, just ruined the whole movie, yeah. you know? So, And and I don't want to sound like Hater Jay. I, I was just like, wow, they're having a good time, and I have no idea what the hell you're talking, if you're talking about right now. Yeah, <laughs> yeah how, you watched that Whiskey with the Crab show? I, I've never seen it. It was, well, Travis posted it on his wall. Um, yeah, I know, it was like a Because everybody else is getting notifications except my podcast. It's fucking weird. Like, I'm, yeah. I'm, I'm in Facebook purgatory right now, but and I'll tell you about that later. Uh-oh. Um, yeah, the uh-oh is what the fuck did I do, right? Um, you violated uh, community guidelines, but they won't tell me what. Hmm. They won't tell me what. They're, uh, I'm you have an idea? I have one. <laughs> I have two ideas. Um, um, but um, fuck it. Let's. Well, how can, what, how can I say we'll talk about that later? Let's just fucking talk about it now, Theo. First of all, what time, I got a clock right here. What time are you going to get out of here? Because I mean, I, I told the wife an hour, but I can, I can stay for a little longer. All right, good. God, we got to look. We ha and listen, before I get to the story, we had a conversation of uh, we want to give young men. There's my camera. If you're lucky enough to have a girl that doesn't ask you for shit, all right, lets you do whatever you want, but then asks you to do one or two things, just do just do the one or two things, man. Oh, Don't sure. start no shit, dude. All right? So that's what I wanted to say about yeah. that. So Facebook. I get back from Mammoth, right? And Facebook notifies me that all of my accounts have been disabled for violating community guidelines. Do you want to appeal? I'm, I press appeal because I think I have a written thing. Yeah. No written thing, just a push button appeal. A, a day later, <laughs> well, we decided that you still violated our guidelines, so now you're permanently disabled. I'm just like, okay, fuck. I'll deal with this when I get back. And then when I get back, my personal account's up. But then the Option Podcast, which, by the way, is the most viewed volleyball podcast in, in the sport, like second, third, and fourth combined. I have wow. more viewership than the next three combined. Wow. Not just that, through plays, too, which I'll tell you about in a minute. But so that's permanently disabled. And then NYVarsity Sports, my, my Facebook handle, is still published. But if I put up a video, they're not notifying my viewers. Okay. 
So that that whatever. Like, look, you've been on a podcast, you got followers. I'm good. No, I mean we're good. There are enough people that that hate you enough and love you enough where where you're yeah. gonna, you're gonna have a viewership anyway. Um, but it's just weird. It's just weird. And and I'm like, do I do I go after them legally because I'm I'm a principle driven person? Like you could say some wacky shit about me, but you can never say I'm dishonest. You can never say I did anything or said anything unethical. You know, and every, anything controversial you was got it, in my, my Was mouth. it political? Were you getting political on here? Well, I mean I think if you say Joe Rogan, right? That's like saying Candyman three times, maybe. Uh, um I did a solo. Yeah. Well here's here's the thing. I had two 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 podcasts that they could have possibly done before. One I did a Facebook wall post called um, Follow the Science, right? And there was this chronology, like in the beginning, they told us to hunker down, socially distance. All right, yeah. makes sense, boom. And then when the vaccine came out, all right, cool, we get the jab, we don't have to wear a mask, fuck it, jab me twice, you know? Um, but then all of a sudden the booster, oh, that's just for old people, uh, don't worry about it. And But now the booster's for everybody and now you have to take it. And then the, the World Health Organization uh, was talking about the efficacy of boosters and the CDC doesn't agree with their findings. So at the yeah, end... I think recently they just so said the for end, 18 to 49, like it, yeah. does, it doesn't help you at all. Yeah. So I was like... So I was I, sick for two days. Honestly, no I think reason. it sucks for them to say, do what you want after they went um, through months and months of gaslighting people and hazing yeah. people. I, I mean, very yeah. unfair. Um, and you know, I'm well, very, here we very, go then. I'm sure that's know, why you got, like, well, sure I thought that could have been it. Cause at yeah. the end I put follow the science and I put in parentheses political. Um, and for me, I just can't figure out how people's um, mentality gets hijacked by um, their affiliation. Like, can't you just be a person and say this does this makes sense? This yeah. doesn't make sense. You don't because to, to me, you don't have to be a doctor to talk about socio socioeconomical impact. Yeah. Right. Scientists are not qualified for that. They live yeah. in a fucking lab. They don't care. Yeah. So but it's not that because that post is still up. Interesting. That's still up. The, the other one was I did a fly solo episode. No, no, no guest where I called it free speech is not popular speech. And I was basically saying free popular speech doesn't need protection, right? Yeah. Free speech does. So it was addressing two things. Whoopi Goldberg, the whole Holocaust thing, um, when she said... I heard lightly about... I watched Bill Maher, yeah. so he's referenced it a bunch. Yeah. Well, she got in trouble by saying the Holocaust wasn't about race. It was white people killing white people. And a lot of... Yeah. And I disagree with her. But when she went on Colbert and said, I apologize and I won't talk about it again... I thought we lost out on a teaching moment because somewhere in a classroom, there's going to be a black kid that raises his hand and say, teacher, how do the, the Germans know who the Jews were if everyone's white, right? And maybe guys like you and me that understand the culture, that, that's, that's an easy question to ask. But for a kid who only was raised only to identify race as pigmentation, Right. Maybe that's yeah. so. So I, I one of my complaints was I thought we lost a teachable moment on that. And the yeah. second part was Rogan, um, Rogan about he had that nine minute video apologizing. He like he didn't want any trouble about medical misinformation. So I had this John Stewart window behind me, like anything he said that was I thought was untrue. Boom. The source popped up. Anything I thought he was right. I stopped the video. Boom. The source popped up. So someone can still label that medical misinformation, even though any everything that was a question of fact I had the site and then uh, the picture of the quote and then scrolling in, um, zooming in and then scrolling up and down so people could read it. It, it was G, it was GED easy. So, yeah. so sorry about that. Did I veer? Did we veer the fuck away? No, we I, mean, talking I, about I was tour. genuinely curious. Yeah. So none of that sounds, so, sounds too bad. But um, Meta took over 
and Meta I, uh, is doing that to a lot of people for no reason. And I think a lot of people, when they confirm their identity, because when you have a post, they want to make sure you're not a bot. And I think that's what's okay. going on. Okay. And you're supposed to wait 48 business business hours, which really means like a week. Yeah. And I'm, I'm just going to see where they go from that. But by the end of the week, I want to talk to an attorney because I don't, I, I'm, I'm a highly principled person. I'm, yeah. I say kooky shit, all right? And, and, and I do criticize volleyball players with volleyball. <laughs> <laughs> right, but it, you've never you've known me for quite a bit. Um, um, maybe not particularly well, but you've never known me to be unethical. No, for you've sure. You've never known me to be dishonest, and you've never known me to not be a good person. Mm-hmm. So, um, so we'll see. We'll see how that works. Sorry, fan question. Fan question. So, new teams to go against. Uh, points with partners. So, you said. Um, Trevor and Try are probably first or second. You guys They're are one, and one. Yeah. They're yeah. first. Yeah. We're, we're second as a team. We're second. Yeah. Um, and then shoot. I would I really... think it's Chase and Troy in third. Mm-hmm. Nick and Andy. Yep. Yeah. Uh, Is Billy still playing? I think playing? Nick and Andy are in fourth. Uh, Billy, I think I heard at one point he might play with Miles Evans. I don't know if that's true. Because he's kind of looking for someone and didn't have anybody. Yeah. Um, so I have no idea on that. So why isn't Miles like a hot commodity? I mean, he seems like he's got pretty good hardware and software. Yeah, I actually uh, before the pandemic started, um, I was gonna play with him internationally that year. Um, we were gonna do kind of a trial thing, and then AVP. I was gonna do Tim Bomgren. Um, but then yeah, so we trained a bunch. Uh, actually, we worked with Scott a little bit, um, and yeah, Miles is like one of the most talented defenders out there. He's like, I don't know, underrated, like, but people don't talk about Miles that much for defense, but he's a great defender. Yeah. Um, and then it's like a little bit of ups and downs with some of the other stuff, but like, I I think he's one like, like if he went off this year and just became like this super nasty all around player, it wouldn't surprise me at all. So basically, like that. I mean, yeah. So I, I like him. He's, he's a good guy. Um, and I, I hope he kind of figures it out because he's real close to being a top player. Um, he's got yeah. physically, he's got the goods, you know. And oh, yeah, for sure. Well, my biggest critique of him is will the real Miles Evans please stand up? It's, I mean, you got a Miles Evans that made the finals, I think, with, with Avatar, right? And um, yeah. did he play you? Did he no, play you I, and. Um, me and Reed were in Tokyo for that one. No, no, no. I'm talking about um, Hermosa Beach 2019. Uh, we played them in Manhattan Beach, me and Johnny Hayden. Okay. That was after me and Reed split up. <laughs> oh, then, was it David we, Lee and Rosie? And then we got like a 13. Was it David Lee and Rosie? I'm yeah, to and then we were was. in the qualifier again after that. That was awesome because yeah. I didn't have four tournaments. Hawk Hatcher asked who you're playing with. He's playing with Came Shock. Came Shock. That was, um, Donnie Bass was like... Um, I haven't seen Hawk in a while. Yeah. I like- played him back in the Norseka qualifiers once in a while, what? back when they had like a system yeah. that made sense, like Norseka, Opens... Yeah, grand slams. Everyone's that, like, "Man, why don't we just do that?" It made so much sense. That <laughs> man's level of caring for the sport is so huge. He's so much, and he was I, when I moved here. He was so much fun to talk about, to talk to. You know, I had a ball. He's like, "Do you want to play some pickup? We're looking for a fourth." Because um, the guy he was playing with went to NYU, and um, you know, I got roots uh, from the East Coast because mm-hmm. I was coaching out there. You know, with Baruch and all those, all the other, all the other teams. And he was just such a fun guy to play with. Like it was the first time I ever saw a four block as a as a blocking sign. I, and I just went, oh really? <laughs> and I just went like this, like like okay. And then he goes, 
He looks at me and I go, man, he's like, look, if you don't know, you don't have to shake your yeah. head like, you know, I'll just tell you what it is. Like, you know, because grass and when we play grass in, in, on the East Coast, like Sherwood and Connecticut, yeah. right? You've lived in Connecticut, you know, that's, yeah. that's a big, they have a pretty decent open level, whatever. Yeah. It's yeah. just ones and twos, man. Oh, we're, sure. we're just ones yeah. and twos. And that was, that was fun. Um, so my other question is, do you, when you play, do you hear the noise? Mm, almost not at all. So, you mean like, like outside of the court? Yeah. No, yeah. Theo sucks, Basically, right? Theo's pregnant with my child. Uh, yeah. I mean, I'll I'll hear that stuff. It really, I guess I'm usually so like, <laughs> if you can't tell from watching me, like, bit introverted and like on the inside. So I'm always just like. Like the thing that I found that works for me in difficult moments and matches is just like, I'm just going to control these couple variables. If it doesn't go well, F it, but I'm not going to like get all antsy and do anything outside of what, you know, I want to do. Mm -hmm. um, so I'm usually focused on that. So like someone might say something, I'll be like, now I didn't even used to like look, but now I'll be like, oh, okay, that's that guy talking a bunch of shit. Like, I'm not like, I literally can't yell loud right. enough with my mm -hmm. vocal cords the way that I am to like talk shit back. So I would love to, but they'd be like, what? Like, I can't hear you. So I just, whatever, say what you're going to say. Um, I've never had like anybody that was like so, so bad to me that I felt like I wanted to punch them, anything like that. Like that's never happened to me. I don't no, think I good. elicit that out of anybody. But, no, uh, but I mean, hunting, like, to me, the single worst place is for um, dealing with hecklers is Huntington Beach. Like some of the yeah. things, like I remember my first my first Huntington Beach, uh, the first heckle incident was um, Ty Trambley and Brad Keenan were playing Adam Robinson Lorenz, okay. and there was just a guy that was just going hard at Trambley, just hard, almost to a point where like the second game and and when you have a game two to twenty one, and it finishes thirty three to thirty one. Yeah, and this fucking dude's still going. Like so, yeah. when they, when they call captains, Brad Keenan, they call the captain. He just comes to the sideline and he's like, "Come here, let me talk yeah. to you for a second. Just step right, start, stand right here." And the guy wouldn't do it. He says, "No, I'm not gonna hurt yeah. you. Stand right here." And even at the end, when try Ty won, the guy left and he said, "You're still a douchebag." And I'm just like, "Wow, yeah. even the game's I guess over something right like now. that. Yeah, something just, like that could irritate yeah. me." And I've seen it irritate others. Yeah. It's, I think it's when it's yeah super loud, mm -hmm. kind of like classless. Like like it's one thing if they're making fun of you in like a funny way right. that's like creative and whatnot. Yeah. But if they're just like yelling random mean obscenities, yeah, like really loudly for a really long time. Like actually, there was this one situation I played with Casey Patterson in Russia. We won our pool. It was like a three star way back when. Yeah. Um, and then we were playing some Moylov Smedins. And I kid you not, there was this Russian dude who just every single play was just talking shit to Casey. We couldn't understand it, but he would like laugh. So like Casey would get blocked or hit one out and he'd just go, oh, ho, 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 ho. and it would make Casey so angry. And I think Casey ended up like not playing the best. We lost in three and I totally got it because I was like, this guy is like, that's when it, that's when it can get to you is when it's just like stupid, like just like you're being like you're dumb all the things you're saying are dumb you're just do, like who knows why you're doing it that's when it like affects my brain because i'm just like why is this happening right yeah. now like who is this person and like why right. do they think that this is entertaining like what are they doing that'll mm. get me like but any sort of normal shit talk or you suck or whatever like whatever i don't i barely well, hear it 
Well, it can go so many ways. Like, like if I'm on tour, or let's say I'm just coaching you guys on the tour or whatever. Um, and there was a little bit of that with Rafa and Kevin McCulloch because I actually helped them um, okay. prepare for um, Manhattan 2016. Mm-hmm. I helped them get into the draw. I actually played in that one too in the qualifier. Oh, really? Yeah, just <laughs> I was 47. Just wanted to have fun, got my ass kicked, whatever. Tyler Lucas, Redondo okay, kid. Okay. And um, I took this into consideration. They're heckling Ty Trambley. And then, like, two hours later, they're heckling John Mayer. <laughs> so it already just tells you, like, the kind of environment. Like, let me just reprogram my brain because yeah. it's not like they're going after someone they know they can get to. Like, like Ty heard a little bit of a John. I don't, I'd be surprised if John hears any of it, you know? Yeah. And um, John, a year later, the, next, the very next Huntington, they had a, there's a female ref. There's a married couple. And, and I'm sharing this story, and I, I really shouldn't, but I think I will anyway. There's a female ref, and um, she made a call actually for John, like in his favor. And someone's like, oh, my God, this chick refs. Fucking women shouldn't ref. And all. I mean, just kept going. And then on the switch off, John comes up to the guy. And the ref's husband told me this story. Um, John comes up to the guy. He says, I don't care who you are. If you talk to her like that one more time, I'm going to beat the shit out of you. John Mayer said that? Skinny ass, fucking uh, peaceful, mild-mannered, you mean okay. be- beat up in the fist fight. Yes, the, the, <sighs> this man said hard, that. I, I bet. And when he went to the other side, nobody cheered, nobody booed, uh, because it was something... They, it's when you see some out of the, out of the ordinary, yeah. all you can do is not say anything okay. and, and take it in. Yeah, yeah, yeah. John Mayer yeah, fucking said that. Good for him, though. And he confirmed that. Because so. uh, I was his director of operations. I was his assistant at LMU yeah. for two years, for a year and a half. And he, um, a picture behind me, man. Uh, look at that oh, trip. Look at go. that WCCs, man. This is the California wall, but I'll tell you about that later. Yeah. So, no, but this wall behind me, I left blank because everything I did on the East Coast and did overseas didn't mean shit because you become complacent. So yeah. if you have this white wall you got to look at all the time, you're like, all right, I, yeah, I got yeah. I to gotta, I gotta get to work and do shit. So, but John... The husband told me that story, and I asked John about it, and John's like, "Yeah, well, I don't, I don't, I'm, I don't want to talk about that." And I said, yeah, "Okay, all right, I get it, I get it." Good for you, John. Yeah, but he did he did yeah. the husband a favor because the husband, the rest husband, is there, and you yeah. really want to come after the guy and say, "Hey, why don't you why don't you fucking relax?" Yeah, and, and but you can't because you're refing, and and it's it's a gig, it's a job, yeah. it's work, and and it's supposed to come with the territory. So John, yeah. John let a lot of people off the hook with that. Yeah, for sure. You That's know? awesome. So what stop are you looking forward to? Oof, oh, man, international or AVP? Well, let's start with the tour. Let's start actually. Um, well, tour, and I know you'll occasionally make one or two stops. Maybe you, I don't know, Atlantic City still a hundred k. Maybe you go back. Linux City, uh, they got they're, they're doing twice. Are they? They're okay. Yeah, I'm not super familiar with the AVP schedule yet. Um, but Atlantic Sam, City, Sam was gross, but for sure. I mean, yeah, it's gross and it was hot as hell. Like, I almost I'm pretty anti sand sock, but uh, I almost I like tried to put them on and they were like these toe socks and I was struggling a little bit. I was like, screw it, I'll just burn my feet. Like, but that's all from playing with Todd. Todd would not allow sand socks, spandex, right. nothing like that. And I kind of like, 
like even though i know it's stupid i just like rubbed off on me so so yeah it's a Ooh, that piece. would have been fun just come with some spandex <laughs> yeah. and come with some knee like, highs yeah what come are you with wearing some you whatever like and come with a pink headband too <laughs> have a guy next to you at a radio playing highway to the danger zone or some shit and todd would just would be just like i miss todd he was, yeah. he was the man yeah. i'll talk about a guy who lost his mind against the latvians right you remember that one is that um, the one where he yelled at the ref? Yeah, yeah. Why did they yeah. let this well, chick crap? She sucks. Todd, ah. Todd could get angry. Ah. Put it that we gotta, way. We got to look. We got Come on. Dude, no, we ain't getting away with that. We got to look that up. Oh, okay. Got, it's been a while since I watched that one. Um, It's viral. I mean, look, there, I can't find my own podcast on YouTube, but I could, Dude, <laughs> I could yeah. find Todd loses his mind. <laughs> Watch and this. Todd, like, look, what, look what appears up. Look what pops up. Yeah. <laughs> That's insane. So where is it? There it is. Right. Todd is so effing mad. So let's. And the Polish woman referee, we, we seen her and she's. I think she's done some domestic stuff too. The the blonde. I don't know if it's the same Polish woman or if it's an older one. I gotta see her. I'm not sure who it is. All right, let's drag this over to here, and let's do this. And sorry, guys. Let's let's play it. Let's just have a little fun. There it is. Got to look down there. So there's someone that's blowing a horn every time you you whist, you you serve, right? Uh, a horn. That was the one. Yeah, they they called the double, or he wasn't square. I think they said maybe he wasn't square. <laughs> he said, "Oh my god!" This and, is back when they were allowed to call it in the events. Yeah, they're, they're not allowed to call it anymore. <laughs> You can even hear on my headset. Like, he's like, yeah. So the camera, it's great because he's right next to the camera when he says Why this. Why would you put this chick up here? She sucks. <laughs> Dude. Yeah, man. Uh, Todd, he had some blow-ups on refs and, like, it was gnarly. I can't, I won't, I definitely can't talk about it. He's a coach now. He's respectable. But, man, it was hilarious like, I, unbelievable the stuff that he would say to rest like, i dude chrissy jones um who played for him uh her grad year um saw the video and she's like I, man i hope that's not the todd i hope that's not the todd that's gonna be yelling at me and i'm like no he's, I doubt, yeah. he's chill look karch karai look how tame he is his olympic gold medal run and the silver medals he got in 2012 and the bronze in 2016 um think about some of the things he did on the beach scene i remember he just he he they called a touch on the block and called four hits and it was the next and that was match point the next point he literally took the net and the referee's chair and ripped down yeah. the entire i mean you just he he hulked up all he yeah. needed was green skin so so sometimes it's not who you you know not about who you were then it's who you are now and, and I think I speak for both of us where we're kind of big on that, right? Like, who were you 10 years ago? Right? You're not yeah. that person 10 years ago. Yeah. You know, and that person 10 years ago is actually a pretty cool, cool fucking dude too. So, yeah. Um, yeah, so you're just trying to, I'm not, I'm not the same person I was when I moved here. <laughs> yeah. Right? So, so 
Yeah, so this what's what's one of the stops you like going to? A lot of people say Chicago is fun. I love Chicago. Um, that's one like I was actually talking with my wife about it because she's gonna come bring the kids. I have a bunch of family in Wisconsin. They all come out, and I always play like shit, because <laughs> like, like we're always hanging, like playing cars and all this stuff. So like it's a little bit different mindset. I'm not maybe I'm not doing quite as much in the gym and stuff for that, which is awesome. Like I have so much fun at that tournament. But this year, right? For this year, I'm like, okay, I'm gonna be a little bit more evasive of the family stuff until after the tournament's over. There it is. Because I want to give them like something to cheer about and at least make the damn semi like, which we should do every time. Um, but yeah. yeah, last year, oh man, that sucked. Last year, we lost to Jeremy and uh, Tim Bomgren. Jeremy just caught fire. Was not serving well all year and was just crushing balls. And they still like barely beat us. It was it was a super painful one. We had a lot of chances, but yeah, he he went off. So hats off to him. He but was, I was like, man, you picked that time to go off against us in this game now, like. Thanks a lot, Jeremy. Yeah. <laughs> I do remember 2019 where you, you and John had to qualify. Oh, um, that must Hawaii. have been brutal too. And in Chicago. Yeah, yeah. Chicago yeah, as Chicago. well. At that time, I, I think was... we lost the first set in one of the matches too. Yeah, yeah. it was Jake and Earl. Um, yeah, 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 yeah. I was actually coaching them. Um, um, I, I coached them in Hermosa Beach, their first main draw, um, yeah. 2019. And then Manhattan Beach, I got dropped because they were doing the um, P1440 thing and Arturo, okay, Arturo okay. Yeah. Uh, Pompilio, you know, those, the, those, I call them the Brazilian three. They're, they're, they're just really, they're really, really good at helping you figure out um, things hardware, hardware yeah. type, you know, like maybe, yeah. maybe not software, I think. I think some some people are better with software than hardware, you know. Yeah. Um, but so I got dropped Manhattan Beach, and I'm, I know they were playing you, and I had tons of video on you and Hyde, and I'm like, uh, I'm not angry and crass about getting dropped, but I'm not gonna fucking help them. <laughs> I, yeah. ain't get, I was like, I ain't getting no help from me. So, <laughs> but then Hawaii. Yeah, I mean, Hawaii was qualifier like, to the finals. I still can't talk about it. It was, it was, it was qualifier to 2015 up one set to zero, 2015 in the second set with the freeze. We were up and we lost. So, and actually the freeze up until then had been like my friend, like me and John had won a tournament where we were down like 14, 11 or something in Hermosa came back and won. So I love the freeze. And then that one was no good. Um, and that was the most tired I've ever been after a tournament of volleyball. Cause I got freaking like serve John he's 46 and like just shoots it like but everyone's so scared of his pokies I for the record I serve John when when I play John now I serve John yeah. all the balls cuz I'm go. not going to put up with his shit like there it goes he's not going to hit it everyone like yeah. but yeah no one would serve him it was so hot it was so freaking hot I was just sweating my balls off yeah. and I got every single serve for like the entire tournament and we had to play like all the best teams like in the US we had to play yeah, we had to play Trevor and Try and Nick and Phil, um, everybody. Uh, yeah, you had to Casey take... and Chase yeah. in the semi, and then Taylor and Jake, and then yeah, I mean, That's that was brutal. Tough to talk yeah. about. So I don't even like. Yeah. Maybe when I'm like sixty, I'll go back and watch that one. <laughs> oh, make sure you come on the podcast. And come on, I think you. Um, I'll have to I know you don't owe me shit, but I think you owe me that. And literally, you know? like, yeah, my wife, like. She was such a trooper. Stan, I was just like, just stay with me. Like, I'm going to grind this out. Yeah. Because um, I had, like, some injuries and all this stuff. And we, I didn't have a full boat of tournaments. And then it was like, 
And then let even me, after that tournament, she's just like, couldn't even talk to me. She's just like, well, let me, <laughs> let me ask you something about that tournament. Maybe not necessarily the end, which we, yeah, yeah. we agree is something you want to talk, talk Net, about. It was obviously an amazing tournament. Net, yeah. Like, and that, and that was going to be my question. Was it? We, even t- lost, we lost our first match when we were also up 20 to 15 in the second set after winning the first set. Ironic. Yeah. Crazy, huh? <laughs> it literally happened twice that tournament. Holy shit. And then we had to, yeah, work our way back up, so. Was this a tournament, as far as 2019 was concerned, was it the tournament where you got the biggest emotional high and low at the, in the same tournament? Uh, I don't know. Because I don't get so emotionally high and low, it's hard to say. Like, honestly. I mean, retrospectively. You can't. I mean, you're in the moment. You're not feeling shit. You're just, um, you're, just, you're like, Theo Brunner. You're just I mean, to play this, volleyball. like, even at 2015, like, there was very little when we were up about to win the tournament. Like there was very little, like I'm telling you, we were so freaking tired that like, I couldn't think about anything. Like, like we didn't even, we didn't warm up for the last like two matches. Like the semis and the finals were just like, let's just go out there. I honestly thought John was in the training tent. I like, I thought he was like dead. Cause like he was yeah. laying there and people were like poking him and he just like wouldn't move. And I was just like, you're right over there, John. Like, we were both just cramping our faces off, zero energy, like all of our, like my joints were just crushed from like just spiking a lot. Um, and yeah, so like there was very little, like if anything, I was just like, God damn, like how are we up right now? Like I, I'm just like just farting the ball around and like not even hitting and stuff, which actually was a great lesson for me. It's like try less inside out and I side out way better <laughs> Like when I'm not just trying to jump and hit everything. But yeah. like. It or, wasn't or a big just, high and low, like, yeah. Right. It was just, okay. And honestly, like, we were down to Nick and Phil, so, like, I think they were up, like, 14, 12 or something like that against us in the third set. Maybe more than that um, in, in our match against them. And I was like, dude, like, and then you get that feeling like, you, like, everybody when they almost lose and then don't plays well after that because you're just like, oh, I shouldn't even be here right now. Like, I'm just going to play free and loose. So I had some of that going on. So we were just like, oh, like it's not looking good. Came back and won that one. And then after that, it was just fun. So, Well, the reason why I brought it up is because on a general level, very few people remember um, mammoth performances in a losing effort, right? You, like someone tells someone a story or whatever, and then when they ask the question, did you win? It's like, no, but, and then, and then they don't want to hear shit. With that being said, there are these exceptions here and there and here and there. And the reason why I brought this up is because I thought Hawaii was the exception. That was, it was a Shakespeare, it ended up being a Shakespearean tragedy, right? You, you, you're, you're here and, 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 and your moment of victory, your turn to reach up and grab, grab that yeah. brass ring and it slips through your fingers. And, and that dude, that's a real thing too. Anyone that's ever done anything competitive in their life can relate oh, to yeah, sure. Um, um, me, whatever, I'm ex-military, I've, um, I've been playing for a hundred years. I've been, I'm done, well, I'm done, but I'm, I'm coaching, um, commentating, you know, watching other people get gigs and this and that. But it was, I, I love this talking about this tournament because it relates to life so much. You're there, you know, um, I'm a Buffalo Bills fan, dude. I, I, how the fuck you think I'm going to feel about some things yeah. when Marv Levy says, I'm, you know, I'm just going to lay here for a little bit. And bleed, and then I'll get back up, and 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 
that's all you got. I'm, I'm still here. I can do this shit all day. And that was what I got from that tournament. You, you had something and you had and it was right there and it slipped and it felt tragic and it still feels tragic. I know. You, I mean, right now you're like, can we just move on from this shit, Jason? I, I, can, <laughs> I can fucking feel it in the room along with the heat. But I wanted before we move on, I wanted to to from player to player. And I actually consider us pretty, pretty good friends, too. Um, you haven't it's the rare occasion that you've inspired so many people in a game in a game that that you didn't win and those are 10 times more rare than someone who came back or whatever like nobody is going to remember that taylor and jake came back from 2015 nobody talks about taylor and jake coming back in the game that's not something like oh my god i remember that comeback no they remember something you might you're you're right now considering a collapse all right but um but it's but it's still like but i wanted to let you know there was more to it than that it was magnificent it was from the theo fucking brunner it's from the qualifier with a yeah. with a guy who's and by the way the, the round to get in we were down i think like 12 5 to raffi and uh shoot, who was and how old was john hyden in there he was 47 when he did that right yeah dude it was do you know how old like, that is in okay, fucking so volleyball years like, so like, you know, like dog years you know how old that is in yeah. volleyball years dude sorry guys. like like the the end of that tournament whatever the popular like but really like deep down for me that was Easily one right. of the most meaningful tournaments for me because that was a year like I played with Reed. We didn't get along together. Like we had so many moments where we like could have blasted right. off and been really good and didn't. Mm-hmm. And it was just like a really not fun year for me. So then, and then to be thrust back in the qualifier um, and get back with John, it was just like, and our first tournament was like real bad. That was like a like what am I doing like. Like, who am I? And it was almost yeah. ended up being a great thing because I was just like, like, fuck it. Like, like I'm nobody in this sport. And, like, I'm just going to grab my rusty knife and fucking get out there and stab, like, to the best of my ability. Like, I don't, I don't deserve to be anything. I don't deserve to be in the main draw. I don't deserve any of this. I have to prove it every single point. And that was my mindset in that tournament. And we had a lot of tough games and like tough situations. I had to side out a shitload of balls in really hot weather. But the whole time I just was like, yeah. like I don't care. Like <laughs> this is I gotta prove it every single point. Like no pity party for myself. Like so that was a bit of a, a rebirth for me. Yeah. I think. Um what our rusty I think knife it's kind of that rusty knife cut down a lot of machetes that day though. Yeah. That weekend, yeah. Didn't it? I mean, and that's kind of the and I think it helped me and came like even when we had a rough go around in our first qualifier, like we we're both just ready to grind. And like I am too, like, like it's awesome when you're in the main draw. And when you're not, the men's qualifier is freaking hard and everybody's really good. You can lose to anybody for sure. Um, so you just got to be like ready. So I think that that tournament and that experience in Hawaii helped us out last year when we had to play all these tough matches in the qualifier. But I was ready for it. I was like, screw it. Like, like we could else? lose this, yeah. but I'm going all out. I'm going to do it my way um, and then live with the result instead of being like cautious. And like, even that yeah. Cancun tournament, I was just jump serving every ball. Like, screw it. Like, if, if we lose and I miss a ton of serves, like, I don't care. Yeah. Um, and there are and games. I scored a bunch with it. No, so. but there are, there are games where you have to do that because anything other than that is going to be disastrous right yeah. it could end up disastrous anyway but if it's if you go in thinking it might end up disastrous anyway why not just yeah. fucking yeah and john hyden i guess you look at someone like that 
And again, 47 is really like 71 in volleyball years, right? I, um, yeah. I mean, the only smart thing John Tyden's done his career, not the only smart thing, but one of the smartest things he's done his whole his career is get the hell out of the indoor scene early. You know, like a lot yeah. of people forget. Um, Hyden was in the 96 Olympics, Atlanta. Yeah. He, he played, he was, um, they called him Whiskers back then. And he, um, he played on that indoor team. And he did, he did, he did play. Um, there was a game to get in, to get out of pool or whatever. And I forget, I think it's Bulgarian. They went to five sets. He played all five sets. And I thought they lost, but it wasn't because of him, man. He yeah. looked, man, he looked good out there, but him hitting the beach. And also you having a partner like that, it's like, fuck, whenever I start yeah. feeling for myself, my knees tweak, uh, this and that. Man, yeah. And you look at this guy, you look at this guy who's old enough to be your father and, yeah. and he's not out there talking about that. Actually, in retrospect, I wish, I mean, it's obvious, it's easy in retrospect, but I wish 2019, the year I played with Reed, we kind of like, we didn't even officially break up. I was just kind of like, man, like he's kind of old to make a run and everything. And then I yeah. think, I don't know. Were, I mean, like, it worked I kinda, for, I ended didn't that, it work for both of you? I ended that year with an injury, so I didn't play the last tournament in Chicago. Right. I pulled out of the semi in Manhattan, actually, because that was the first time I messed my cap up. Yeah. And it's kind of nice. I remember me now. that. And I was just like, I remember that you go. beat Rafu and Ed. And yeah. then the next day. And I was like, yeah, I could, that, I did not feel good. That's the match that I like did it. Uh -huh. So I was kind of like, dude, John, like, you got to carry me here. Like I can't, but luckily I could jump vertically. I just couldn't run very well. Yeah. And we gutted it out and won that one. But in retrospect, like now that I've played the game more, I was like, man, me and John, we had like a special defense. Like we just F people. Like we could just turn a bunch of points all of a sudden on defense. Um, yeah. and, and it was fun to play. And I like, I sort of wish in 2019 we had played, um, and anyone who watches the sport sees that too. Like even when I was watching, like um, when FIVB came to um, Huntington Beach, I thought you showed a lot of that against the Italians. I think you, did you play with John Hyden against the? Yeah, against we Italy? we winner winners bracketed up to fifth. Then we lost to Ivandro on a bullshit net call. By the way, yes. In the second set, we should have won that second set. I take that game. The thing that upset me. The Sorry, thing that upset and my varsity sports. But go ahead. It's like the most obvious net ever if you watch the replay. Yeah. And the thing that annoys me is like most people after the game will be like, "Yeah, I netted." And I, we asked Ivandro, we're like, we're on the bus with him. We're like, "Hey, you netted on that one, right?" Like, we weren't like mad about it with him because whatever. Like, okay, what did he say? You're not gonna screw yourself. And he's just like, "No, no, no, I didn't net." And we're just like, "What the?" And then we watch the video. And we're just like, "Screw Dude, that!" Like, yeah. <laughs> come God, on, Ivandro. You gotta admit it eventually. But it's possible he doesn't speak a lot of English. It's possible he just like didn't understand us. So I'll give him the benefit of the doubt. No, that, and, and, and ounce. Look, a lot of people that watch you guys play because you guys wear your heart on your sleeve. They think they automatically entitles them to think that they know you, right? So I'm yeah. careful when I'm saying when I'm gonna say what I'm about to say next. An ounce of behavior is worth a pound of a pound of words. Yeah. Someone behaves like no touch and this and that, and the way he walks with his head down as if everything happens. You watch someone play long enough, you're either can he knew he touched the net or he's convincing himself yeah. he didn't. Yeah. Or somehow, some way, he 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 couldn't feel it, even though he's uh, his arms are not like packed with muscle where he couldn't feel yeah. it. He, felt that he touched that net dude yeah oh, it, but, was, um, it was a massive net yes a hundred percent it was nemo <laughs> yeah. it was fine that was, that was some fondant nemo uh, shit yeah. right yeah, really so how many kids you got two so three and a half year old and an eight month old so you got a three and a half yep i got a five-year-old i got a five-year-old little toehead walking around looking like queen denarius <laughs> from game of thrones you know yeah uh um, shoot i guess my daughter's a little bit like that too. She's just got like flowing blonde, yep. huge hair. 
No idea did you, where did you have from. that when you were a kid? Or? I, I was like platinum blonde. Um, okay. But the amount of hair, I don't know where that comes from. Yeah. So my wife, I guess. So, <laughs> yeah. so um, all right, let's do a lightning round and I'll get okay. you out of here because okay, okay. it is yeah, getting, the wife's probably... Speaking of hot as, hot as balls, right? Um, favorite venue to play in? Tell me again. Ooh, I mean, I'd say it was New York when they had that. I fucking love New York. Too. Um, just being like close to home. And they're not um, doing a tour. They're not doing New York this year. They're not. I hope it comes back. We'll see. Um, but I'm, I don't know. I love all the big stops. Right. Chicago, Manhattan, Hermosa. Um, I don't love. I didn't love Texas in the past because I had a bad tournament and it was super hot. That's mm -hmm. about it, though. <laughs> like, right um the team that is always that you felt was a stylistic nightmare for you internationally or domestically um the worst matchup for me well early on it was it was jake for sure jake and jake domestically and, right. for some reason i think i'm undefeated against jake and taylor internationally maybe we played like three times but domestically uh, I think they got the better of me by a couple. Um, but Jake just like, he was like good at blocking without penetrating at all. So that like, and my bread and butter, especially in years past, I've kind of gotten my way out of it a good amount now, was the high seam hit. Cause it would just like against shorter blockers, it would just be unstoppable. Like best case scenario, you're getting a tough on two play. But Jake like would just reach straight up and like block it really well. So like, so with him and Taylor, like they were always getting touches and able to transition out of it and it would just frustrate the shit out of me. Um, but it led me to be a much better side out player now. So now I can hit the sharp, have better vision, do the low line, all that stuff. So. Best condition partner? Nick Lucena. Nick Lucena. Who ironically cool. does zero conditioning. So. Most, most animated partner? Oof. Was it Patterson? I mean, yeah, it's gotta be Patterson, but Nick, Nick too. Nick yeah. too. For I remember I remember Barnett asking um I think he was asking you like are you the best sneaky blocker in the EVP and then the camera caught Casey Patterson going <laughs> like what is yeah. that did did he just insult her or was it a compliment or yeah. it was his like I'm pretty face. sure statistically I've been like the best but uh when, but, I'm just boring. I'm boring. Yeah, when I get but when he, I get blocks and then I just. But walk I back, think that's. So. But I think that's what Casey was thinking. Oh yeah, His for face sure. again announced the behaviors with a pound of words. He went. Yeah. <laughs> it was hilarious. And all right, before we go, I, I maybe or maybe I'll just say this for another podcast. I wanted to talk about the point system for USA volleyball and this and that and some of the things that Kristen Nuss and Cloth are going through. They really, they genuinely want to stick together, but. Uh, the way it works right now, in order to get points, you have to play with someone with points, and I don't, I don't like it because it's kind of this good old boy setup where like someone can pick one of them up, and if it works, they're a fucking genius, and if it doesn't, they get dropped, and then and points wise, they're they're pretty much back where they started from with a, with a little bit more wasted time. It's like yeah. it's like theater of the absurd. It does. It sucks. Um, but it used to it used to not be so bad. Like I don't think USA Volleyball is doing it on purpose. I think that's the result is that you have this super nasty team with zero points and there's not a good way for them to play. Um, it's more just kind of how the international scene is now. Cause USA, they try, they try and keep it like, Hey, like, like we're not going to play favoritism. 
they're really strict about that. Like, mm-hmm. if you have enough points, you can play. We're not. But gonna, isn't we're the not system say you're better than you? But isn't the system itself set up for favoritism? The system, it does, does, does it not? Does it not favor the people who are already ready to get their pick of the litter? Especially starting now, because so why it didn't used to be like that is because they would have the Norseka qualifiers, right? And Norsekas had a decent amount of points. So if you went and won some Norsekas, you're you're golden. You can play any tournament. But didn't you, you want. have? But didn't you have but, to get points to get into Norseka? USA Volleyball would allow right different te- like uh, I think in that in that circumstance for a Norseka quality, they could take a Terran cloth. Christian News. Yeah. Yeah. A news cloth. I just know their last names real well. And they could put them in that Norseka Quali, say, hey, these guys are good up and comers. Nobody would argue about a wild card into a Norseka qualifier, like an eight team qualifier for one or two spots. No. Um, so, so they could do that and they had a path. But now it's like, I guess you got to hope that there's space in some of these like futures tournaments and then pay a bunch of money to go play like. And that's kind of more of the, the international system is just like messed up right now. Yeah. But um, yeah, yeah. Can, but can you appreciate why, how I think that that favors oh, yeah. Yeah, the yeah, people yeah. who are already oh, there? Sure. They, they, sure. Again, they look like geniuses if they're right and if they're Having wrong. Having no points is like a, yeah, yeah, it's tough these days. Very tough. Man, but, and you're going to see more cases like that too, because women's volleyball, since it's become yeah. an NCAA uh, sport, that generation of players. Let's just put Chrissy Jones in that category. Let's yeah. put Kristen Nuss. Let's put Tina Gardino in that category, who um, played for Latvia and is now playing with Dane, right? Yeah. That was Dane another year. Let's uh, make a uh, craft and maple. Let's um, that that generation of girls are ready for some hostile takeover, right? And look, you yeah. got Kleiman and Ross sponsoring Clay's not not playing together anymore. I think what no. Clay's is playing with um, Clay's and Betsy. Betsy Flint. Um, yeah, and then Sponsel and Therese. Yeah, yeah. I hope Kelly Reeves gets a good partner too because she was playing some of her best volleyball last yeah. year too. I got this here in Atlantic City, but um, okay. So Theo, we got um, kids to pick up from school. <laughs> yeah. I gotta go back and take the baby. Yeah, and I gotta cut. Mad. And dude, I gotta cut this bush. I, <laughs> I got a I got a three o'clock three o'clock appointment. Is there a particular Instagram handle or, or um, oh, man, something? Dude, I've been someone like, wants to get Theo more because... Uh, yeah, I mean, I've been... I'll check messages or whatever, but I've been super inactive in social media. Like, I just... I never really liked it. Like, I had a stretch where I was doing it. But, okay, at Lord Brenner. Lord Brenner on Instagram. Um, okay. I think it might be Twitter. I don't even know if I have a Twitter anymore. Um, and Facebook, just my name. Just look me up. So, yeah, at Lord Brenner. I like that. Yeah. All right, cool. All right, people. So Theo might love you, but I don't love you. In fact, <laughs> I can't stand any of you. In fact, I'm out of here, and so is he. So for all of you at home, for all of you on your iPhone, for all of you on your iPad, for all of you on your desktop, who runs the world? Old school, baby. Old school. So for my man, Lord Theo Brunner, this is episode 132 of the Option Podcast. I'm Jason DeBiss. I'm going to hit my music. Stay with me. And... We're out. Come check out the Option Podcast on optiondb.com. It's also available on iTunes and Spotify and on YouTube under the NY Varsity Sports Handle. You're going to love what you hear.